What's up, Magic fans, and welcome to episode three of Penny for Your Thoughts. Um, this week, uh, I'm joined by, as usual, Paul and Geraint. Guys, how are you doing? Very well, thanks, Mikey. Yourself? Yeah, I think we've got some uh, some sobering news we're going to talk about first. Uh, yeah, G, are you right? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Other than, yeah, the elephant in the room. Yeah. So, uh, let's let's dive straight into it. So... Jonathan Isaac, if you uh, if you haven't found out already, uh, torn his left ACL last night against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, he at the time the Magic were leading by 28 points with just over nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Um, he was he was on 14 and a half minutes uh, when he went down injured. Uh, he was only on a 16 minute restriction last night. Um, Guys, what's your first thoughts, Paul? Right. Um, watching the game, obviously, I was watching it on the um, video wall with the fans. Um, so it was a slightly different atmosphere for me. Uh, lots of talking and cheering during the game, and then that happened. And it was like pff, silence. Everybody just went silent. And slowly you started hearing, oh, no, he's done, gone. This is it. Um, it was horrible. It was a hammer blow. Um, you just know that somebody of his strength and character is going to come back and is going to fight to get back into the team. But let's not pretend. It's a, it's a huge injury. It's a very serious injury. And it's going to take a long while for him to come back. Um, Lost in all this controversy around J.I. standing and the national anthem and not wearing the, the T-shirt, which personally I think I'm not getting into the argument around that. Um, I think there's enough been said in the media and everybody's entitled to an opinion. But let's, for us, we'll, I, I think we're best keeping it about basketball and about Jonathan's contribution to the team. Um, look, we all know how he was growing. He'd grown this season um, in his play. He was, I think, going to be in the consideration for Defensive Player of the Year, potentially most improved. He certainly may well have been in the conversation by the time the season ended. And then New Year's Day came around, the injury in Washington. I think we probably could have all guessed what 2020 was going to be like at that point. Um, his impact when he's come when he came back in those seven minutes against Denver was instant. Um, the thing as well about the media frenzy is it's hidden how huge his stats line was against the Nets um, on Friday. Sixteen minutes he played, I think sixteen points, um, two from two on the three. Uh, I think he'd got. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and he certainly had a steal as well. Um, okay, his his impact probably wasn't as much against the Kings, but I think he had a couple more, a couple of steals, uh, four assists. He's certainly been moving the ball around, um, and we all know that whenever he plays, he has a massive defensive game. 
but his offensive game was growing as well this season. Um, and for us to lose him, it's a huge blow because the guy is a massive talent. Um, I just hope that in the long run, we're not looking at another of these what-if players. You know, what if he hadn't got injured? What would he have been like? Um, I suppose we're without him for 12 to 18 months now, something of that nature. From what I've read, they're looking at nine to 12 months for right, a okay. typical ACL to, uh, tear. Um, I mean, the, also, the other thing you've got to remember is it's now the third third major injury that J.I.'s had in three years. When you yeah. think back to the ankle injury he had a couple of years ago, and he kept um, he kept having ag- he kept aggravating it, didn't he? And he was in and out of the of the rotation. Uh, obviously, he had the injury back in January. Now he's 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 really done a good job of his knee this time. Um, again, like you said, Paul, or you think back to the Nuggets game last week when he had that seven-minute impact with thirteen points and seven rebounds and and two from two again from three in that game. Um, yeah, it's a big miss. Gee, what, what's your thoughts? Uh, a bit like what you just said. It's absolutely devastating, you know, for the young man to be uh, coming back, working hard seven months after his uh, initial injury back in January. Um, you guys have just talked about the stats. You, you can just tell what he brings to the team, uh, just the stat lines in the limited minutes he's brought. Um, and he also, you know, he, if you're looking from an opponent's point of view, you see Isaac on the team sheet, you know, you've got to make some adjustments to him. Uh, he brings it defensively, offensively, uh, so he's going to be an absolute huge miss. Um, I was having a little look, though, um, to see who else had done injuries, had injuries like this. Um, I noted, well, Derek Rose is probably the most notable. Um, then you've got you know, Zach Levine's, Kristaps Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Um, but, we, I mean, we were speaking earlier, weren't we, Mikey? And we said... Um, is his contract situation now. So he signed through this year for 7.3 million um, and next year for 9.8 million against the team uh, salary. After that, he becomes a restricted free agent. So he's not going to have uh, the chance to demonstrate, you know, uh, how his knee is before management has to make a decision. Um, so it'll be interesting how management looks at that. Um, I'm sure they'll look after him. Um, and you know we want the best for him and for the team, but yeah, it's absolutely devastating. Can I just yeah, say, okay. um, go for it, Paul. The I'm sure that you've seen as much as I have today on on the Twitter feeds and everything else, whatever social media we're looking at, and there we are seeing all these things about you know the karma and all this sort of thing. The ones that I'm really frustrated at are Magic fans who are saying that he is another bust of a draft pick. Um, I don't get that. I think that, there's, as you've just said, G, there's plenty of players who have come back from this particular injury. Um, you guys are American football fans. I don't follow it. But I think I'm right in saying Tom Brady had this injury, didn't he, as well? He did. He did, yeah. yeah. I think that guy's gone on to have quite a reasonable career, if memory serves me right. But the one thing that Tom Brady's never had to rely on is his athleticism. That's the only thing. Yeah. That's the only crossover with that. But go on, Paul. But again, you know, you look in in football, I think, obviously, from a Liverpool point of view, Michael Owen was a massive one. 
Mm -hmm. Didn't have quite the impact when he came back. Uh, but Ibrahimovic, he certainly did. The guy came back and has played, continued to play at the highest level. He he can. <clears throat> I do believe that Jonathan's the type of has the type of attitude where he will work and he will come back. And I don't agree um, with reading all these comments about him being an absolute bust of a draft pick. Mm. I don't know what your guys' opinion are. Uh, for me, you guys know how much of a fan I am of J.I. Um, yeah. He's an integral part of this team and what, what management are trying to build. And he's a, he's a huge miss. I mean, you think of the impact that he had when he came back against Denver last week and just seeing him in a Magic uniform, suited up, ready to go, gave everybody a boost. You could see how the bench were reacting every time he scored. and. Yeah. And made a play on the defensive end. Um, there's a lot of questions going forward. Now, G's already touched on long-term with the contract situation. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's going to be a, a restrictive free agent. I, I agree with G. Management will probably look after him. He's not going to get the contract that he, he probably would have deserved. Um, yeah, it's a really difficult one. Um, let's, let's have a look at a bit more of the short-term so we've also, we're obviously still in the bubble. We've still got six seeding games remaining before we, we get into the playoffs. Uh, how do you see the, the rotation changing? Who do you see coming into the fold? What do you think, G? Um, well, obviously Gary Clark is going to play a lot more minutes. Uh, it's good to have Wesley Wundu back also. Um, so in the short term, they're going to gobble up the minutes. James Ennis will play significantly more, uh, especially as a starter. Um, they're the players who, who are going to benefit, I hate to use that word, um, from this. And um, But with those two of those, Gary Clark and Wesley Wundu, they're free agents at the end of the season also. So they've got a lot to play for themselves. Um, so it's, you know, it's an opportunity for them. Um, and we, we'll see how, how, they, how they pan out. Paul? Yeah, I think G's absolutely right. Sport's full of opportunities um, through misfortune. You get into a team on the basis of somebody being out of form or somebody being injured. Um, those guys have to step up and take the opportunity. I think one thing that we are certain of now is that we aren't trading Aaron Gordon in the summer. Um, yeah. And we get to see Aaron playing in his best position. Which we've long talked about, haven't we? Yeah. I know you and I have had many conversations around J.I. starting at the five and A.G. at the four um, in the long term. We've definitely got to wait for that now for a bit. <laughs> it's going to be a while, isn't it? Yeah. Not to, it's not to worry. It's going it, to was, be it was a hammer blow when I felt sick about what, when I was watching it last night. So um, we all thought... So we all thought that J.I. was going to be a big player coming back into the bubble. Who do you see stepping up their game and, uh, and trying to replace some of what J.I. can give us? Yeah, well, uh, Garrett? The, the rotation, what Clifford had, uh, I know we touched on it last week, uh, but it's been working fantastically with you know DJ, uh, Fournier, James Ennis, Gordon and Vucevic starting. And then it felt, the last two games... When we did have Fultz, Ross, um, Isaac, Birch, and you know a couple of others coming in, um, they did give them that boost. So 
Isaac's obviously going to be missed coming off the bench now. Um, so, like we said earlier, it's an opportunity for Gary Clark, uh, who can shoot the ball, and he has done very well um, so far. So, he's the one I see that is going to, you know, have that opportunity the most and benefit the most. How about you, Paul? I think we're going to see um, two guys that we've already mentioned um, who are currently in the starting rotation taking um, that step. James Ennis has been superb in these opening couple of uh, games. I know we're going to talk about the Nets and Kings as we go along, but he's played really well. He's played really well. He creates everything for himself. Um, there's very few plays run for him. And coming back to the natural four, it's going to be Aaron Gordon. The guy's got to step up um, and provide on both ends the, the, the play he's capable of. We know he can score. We know he can provide um, opportunities through ball movement. And we certainly know the guy's got a defensive game. Um, and I think that, again, we touched on this, I believe, last week. Last season, at this point of the season, I know it was earlier in the year, but at this point of the season, he was our best player by a long, long way. And you look at those two games that he's had so far in the since mm. the restart properly, and he's been playing some really good basketball. Um, last night he was on fire. He was very, very instrumental in us building that lead. And against the Nets, uh, I think it was a double-double he knocked in. Granted, a low-scoring yeah. double-double, but it's, he's still yeah. got <clears throat> 10 and 10 or whatever it was. He's still got those figures. Um, so I think Aaron will uh, see it as an opportunity to um, honour his friend. Because I think they, are, they do appear to be very good mates. They do appear to be very good mates. I mean, you could see Aaron last night absolutely shook by the injury. To he, was, he was in tears, wasn't he? Yeah. He said so after I, I the game. I think he will. I think he'll put it on his shoulders and I think he'll uh, push on and be massive for the team. Let's hope he does anyway. I think the one player that I'd like to see step up, and I think we will, is is eventually bringing Volts back into the starting lineup. Um it's not going to happen yet. It's not broke, is it? Let's not fix it yet. But I think, I mean, Fultz had his mid-range go, game going last night, didn't he? Um, played well. Yeah, he did. He played really well. Um, so for me, I think Fultz is, is due to step up. Paul's already touched on on Gordon. I think on episode one, a couple of weeks ago, when we first got into it, I said I thought AG was going to be the best player going into the bubble and through the playoffs. You did? I think I agree with that. But at the end of the day, like last night, we had another game. We had six players in double digits. That's how we're going to win basketball games, isn't it, at the end of the day? Um, yeah. So it's next man up, isn't it? So let's, uh, let's have a quick review then of last week's games. So we started with the Nets on, on Friday evening. Uh, Paul, do you want to kick us off? Yes, yeah, certainly. Um... The Nets came out swinging, let's be fair to them. Very much weakened, but they came out swinging. They, we, we managed to take their best shot. And once we'd rose those initial punches, we were dominant. We, we, once we took the lead, we never let it go. Um, was it built a 30-point lead 
I think it was. Um, yeah. And let's not pretend. In that fourth quarter, it started to get a little bit um, concerning how we let it slip. And that was certainly embarrassing for the um, bench unit that were out there to be withdrawn at that point of the game. Yes, I can see you smiling, G. We all know that Melvin was out there. You know, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it seems every week I managed to get his name in there somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but it was. It was embarrassing for them. They played very badly against um, quite a few G League players. They didn't play well. Um, and as such, Clifford, fair play to the coach, took the decision, you're coming off. You're not going to carry this for us. You're not going to take your opportunities. So come and sit down, and we'll finish it with the, with the, uh, with the starters as it was. Um, mm. Look, we had that that aside, and we and let, we we still won comfortably. We still won comfortably. Um, we had strong stats as a team. Uh, we shot quite well from the three, thirty-five percent, I think it was. Um, yeah. We. The free throw shooting was excellent. We got ourselves to the line well and we took the opportunities. Uh, I think we missed... We're 25 for 28 from the free throw line. Yeah, 25 for 28. Um, We had good assists across the team. I remember, uh, and in both games, we've had 31 assists. Um, That's a constant stat across the last two games. We rebounded well. Um, we, We moved the ball. You've already said that we had six players Mikey in double figures. Evan found his shooting stroke, 24 points. Uh, Vooch was very solid, uh, 22. Um, as I say, AG had got his double double. And the thing that we had spoke about last week coming into these games was the defensive intensity that we, we, we felt was lacking, but down to being the scrimmage games. That was back, and we played much better. Few, as I say, shaky at the start, but we took it over. We we were good. I was happy with it. Yeah, completely agree, Paul. Um, so, G, do you want to do you want to talk about the Kings game from last night? Yeah, let's, uh, can we've do. already we've already talked about Ji. So, um, let's skip over that bit because we don't want to be talking <laughs> about that anymore. Um, Why did something happen? <laughs> So we had so we had a franchise record forty four points in the first quarter, uh, and and it all went uphill from there really, apart from Ji's injury. So what what did you think so last night, G? Just one thing quickly on the Nets game is Evan Fournier, and we we talked about this at the uh, back end of the last episode. We were saying, is he going to be back? I said he'd be back, and he was with a bang. He was superb, <laughs> thirteen should... scoring doing absolutely everything that he was asked to do. So, just wanted to get that in there. Anyway, but so... How many did he put up against the Kings, though? That's the question. Oh, he was sharing the ball, wasn't he? <laughs> he was sharing the ball. I'm not sure the figures show that. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fairness, so the Kings game, um, we started off fantastically. Aaron Gordon looked like a man possessed. Um, you know, he came out with 22 points, five rebounds uh, along those stats. Uh, first quarter, the second, he did have a couple of moments where, you know, we saw a little bit of the Aaron Gordon of old, sort of dithering a little bit, got his pocket picked by uh, De'Aaron Fox. Um, but contributions all around. 
uh, Vooch 23 and 11, AG and Terence Ross. Um, once he comes in, you know he's going to shoot the three. And the, uh, the rate he's getting to the line as well with his three ball is great. And it's, you know, it's fantastic. Um, Markel as well, my favourite favorite player, 14 and hitting a couple of threes. So his shot's coming on. Uh, we did talk about that mid, mid-range game as well, where there was a stat on the Fox Sports broadcast he was shooting about 67%, which put him in the top, in the top, certainly in the top 10 of the league. Um, but w- what else um, I've noticed in the, in the first two games is that the minutes have been very evenly <coughs> distributed. Um, looking at the Nets game, nobody played more than 27 minutes. Um, and then last night, other than Michael Carter-Williams, who played 30 minutes, uh, the next was 24 with AG and Vooch. So the guys are resting. They're, they're in the bubble. There's no travelling. So we're seeing the team play to the full potential um, of, of how we can play, you know, the rest and everything that comes with that. So, no, it was superb. Couldn't ask more. Um, like we said earlier, just felt like going from top of the world to a loss after the uh, Isaac injury. So it's just sport though, isn't it? So we move on, next man up, and um, let's welcome the, uh, who have you got next? The Pacers. So, uh, Pacers on Tuesday, yeah. That's it. I, okay. How did you feel about it, Mikey? Um, well, to be honest, before the Isaac injury, I was sat there looking at it last or this morning when I got up to watch it. Uh, and I thought, looking at the way we were playing on both ends of the floor, with defensive intensity to start the game, we were getting to the free throw line. I think it was 35 attempts at the free throw line last night. Um, yeah. I was watching that thinking, the Raptors or the Celtics, whoever we face in the first round, they, they're not going to want to play us. They, they, they weren't going to want to play us with the way we were getting up and down the court last night and, and everybody was dialed in. Um, and then, and then obviously J.I.'s injury was just a bit of a gut punch, wasn't it, to, to the evening. Um, yeah, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a great game. I mean, to, to, to come out and score 44 points in the first quarter and then just keep, the, just keep it rolling from there. Um, we touched on A.G. Um, he, was, he, was, he was really good last night. Um, the one thing, we saw the best and the worst of Aaron last night, didn't we? When, when he had it going and he was hitting his little fadeaway, turnaround fadeaways, and then the next possession, he's over-dribbling and turning yeah. the ball over and yeah. looking looking like JaVel McGee used to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on Shaq to the full. Um, but, yeah, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. I think if you look going forwards, we've got, we've got four tough games this week, haven't we? So the, there's no time to sit and dwell on J.I. being injured and, uh, and worrying about what's going to happen next. We've got we've to stay focused for this week because we've got four tough games. We've got the Pacers on Tuesday uh, at 11 o'clock. We've got Philadelphia on... Uh, sorry, I'm skipping one here. Uh, we've got uh, the Raptors on Wednesday Raptors. Uh, at 1am. Then we've got the Sixers on Saturday at 11.30 and then the Celtics on Sunday at 10 o'clock. Um, 
four teams we haven't fared well against, uh, apart from the Sixers. Um, what do you guys see happening this week? What's your, what's your predictions? Paul? Okay. Um, I want to be more positive, but I'm going a one and three week. I'm going one and three. Um, our record against the 500 teams is not good this season. Uh, I think it's five wins and 26 losses against the 500 teams. Um, I think that we will be close. I don't think we'll get blown out, but I think ultimately on the, we'll just come out on the wrong end of some of the results. Um, Pacers, I, I, I fancy us for a loss. Um, I think it'll be a very tight game. Um, Cue Mikey laughing because I'm about to speak about uh, a player whose name I constantly get wrong. So I'm now <laughs> going to concentrate and it's Victor Oladipo. There you <laughs> as go. To Oladipo, as I normally pronounce it, much to Mikey's <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> and I've got no idea why I get it wrong so often, but they've got class. They've got some really good players. Um, TJ Warren went off for 53 in the yeah, last yes. game, I think. Yeah, uh, you've got the Holiday Brothers uh, who are playing well. Vic, I'm not going for his surname, um, <laughs> and then Miles Turner. The guy's a key player. He's a hell of a danger, um, and we've got to really play him solidly. You bring from the bench uh, T.J. McConnell, uh, Doug McDermott, and they got Malcolm Brogdon missing from the last game through neck injury but he could well be back um, I see it being tight but I think ultimately we'll lose uh, they've managed to turn the 76ers over haven't they um, they're playing the Wizards tonight so I would imagine that they'll be 2-0 and by the end of this evening mm -hmm. I want to be more what positive but I'm, I'm going for a loss on that one for me, um, I'm looking. I think the Pacers game's the winnable one out of the four. If you ask, if you're asking me, um, I know they beat Philly by six on Saturday. Um, yeah, I, I think the Pacers game out of all of them is probably the most winnable game. The Sixers, we've we've had our we've had our good share of luck against this year. We were two and zero against them, um, yeah. but that. They're, they're the scary team, aren't they? They're the, they're the bit of the uh, they're the wild card in the East, aren't they? Um, and are they going to? Can they? Can they do it for, away from from their home arena? I, I don't know. Um, for, I think one and three, the same as you, Paul. Um, I, I think pace. I think the Pacers game's the one that we win. I think we drop the other three. What do you think, G? Right. I want to be positive. I would have also gone one and three. However, I'm going to be different. I'm going to say two and two. So it's got to be done. <laughs> Bit of positivity after a day like today. So, um, um, like you said, Mikey, I, I think the pace is a beatable. I really do. Um, Oladipo has not hit his stride. Uh, Brogdon's not playing. You get Miller, um, Miles Turner, sorry. Um, you get him into a bit of foul trouble. I think we've got enough weapons to get by them. They're also playing the Wizards tonight. And having played Saturday, that'll be the third game in four nights. 
Um, we'd been a little bit more rested, not too much. So I could see us beating the Pacers. Um, Toronto are playing on a different level. I think they're currently beating the Miami Heat as we're recording at the moment. They are. So they're beat, they are beat, beat, beating the Lakers, beat the Heat, two decent teams. We're going to struggle there. Um, so I think a loss to the Raptors. Now, Philadelphia, we're 2-0 and against them. They don't travel well. They're, they're blaming each other. I don't know if you saw Shake, Shake Milton and Joel Embiid shouting at each other during the first quarter of the game on um, Saturday against the Pacers. So it could be, could be an opportunity there. So I'll stick my neck out and have a W against the Sixers. Um, but the one game I'd really like to win is, is the game on Sunday against those little leprechauns. But um, I think <laughs> they've got too much for us, let's be honest with you. Um, so that's my two and two. Paces and sixes with the W's, but I'd happily take the Celtics win and go one and three. I've I've gone for a win with the with against the Sixers, um, simply because I'm not sold on them. I'm not I'm not sold on them as a team. I I I think that they've taken a step backwards over the last couple of years. I know that they're still up there and competing, but I think they've got better teams previously. Um, for me, losing JJ was huge I th- uh, losing uh, TJ McConnell I know he's not your favourite player G but he he was a fantastic backup for them um, and came on and pulled the strings every game uh, I, I just think that they've gone backwards personally so I, I fancy us to take a fourth win straight against them too this season and we won the last one last year um, the Celtics just one point on them their schedule is an absolute stinker this week um, I've got it here. They play. They play the the Heat on Tuesday, the Nets on Wednesday, the Raptors on Friday, and then us. They've got some hard games there. They've got some hard mm. games, and I know that we're, none of us are fancying the Nets to do anything much. But the Nets will still be fighting at that point to get into the playoffs. Uh, so that's not a foregone conclusion. No. Uh, and the Nets also play the Bucks uh, Tuesday yeah. night when we play the Pacers as well. So hopefully, if we get a W tomorrow, you'd expect the Bucks to wipe the floor with the Nets, wouldn't you? So yeah. hopefully, we can open up a little bit of a gap between them and them and us going into the last few games of the week. Um, so let's get on. Um, if you guys haven't seen on Facebook or Twitter, uh, Garrett's been running. Uh, a new competition called Magic Moments. Um, so I'm going to leave this one to G to explain. Um, we're going to have a page on our new website, orlandomagicuk.com. Uh, we're going to have a leaderboard and everything on there. So I'll let G explain how you enter. Right. So it's a simple concept. I'll just put an image up. It's got five questions on it. Um, all you need to do is answer the questions. Uh, they're either yes, no questions. Uh, particular players or a team and then usually the fifth question is will the magic win Uh, so it's a simple concept really so all you need to do is reply put a hashtag magic moments in um, and then I'll retrieve your entry and process it with everybody else's Um, I'm looking to set up groups we've had over 40 participants uh, thus far in two games so we've got a little, little bit of a leaderboard which we'll be updating on the website shortly 
Um, but I'll be setting up groups within Facebook and Twitter so that it'd be easier to keep track of um, everybody's entries. But anybody who'd like to have a go, feel free. We'll also post it as a, as a post. So just reply there. I'll add you to the group. Uh, and there you go. Um, so I'll just touch on uh, the questions that will be released tomorrow or today. Depends on we release this uh, episode. So the first question will be, will Mobamba get over one and a half blocks? So again, yes, no. Uh, will Evan Fournier outscore Malcolm Brogdon? Again, yes, no. Will Terence Ross make over three and a half three-point shots? Uh, yes, no, again. Uh, will Aaron Gordon achieve a double-double? And the last one, will the Magic win? So it's quite simple. Just respond to the post on Twitter or Facebook and we'll get your entry. Good man. Okay, so I've got a stinker of a trivia question for you guys this week. Uh, I'm going to let Paul have the first stab. Oh, God. It's a little bit before your time, Paul, when you start following the team, but we'll, we'll give it a go. As long as it doesn't so, involve Batty or whatever his name is, <laughs> that I got pronounced wrong last week. <laughs> so, so last night, the Human Torch knocked down five threes for his career with Orlando. T. Ross averages 36.5% from three. Name the two former Magic players who also wore number 31 that averaged 35% or more from three during their time with the Magic. So I'll give Paul the first stab at that one. Did you say wore 31? Yes. For God's sake. Um, we'll give him a clue I, I... if he doesn't. I genuinely don't know old numbers. Uh, if it's before 2014, I'm good, mate. Um, you've took one of me out because of the number. Uh, mate, no, I've got no idea. I'll, I'm not going to embarrass myself. Should I we give him a clue or do you want to have a go, G? Last night. I don't mind, so to you, mate. Got right, Paul, we'll give you but, one clue. Uh, he played within, he played in the team when Shaq was in Orlando. Uh, You've also met him as well. G? Jeff Turner. There you go. There's one. I didn't realise he knew him number 31. <laughs> there you go. I, I, do you know what, mate? I would never have gone for him in a million years. The average that really surprised me. 35.3% in 411 games for the Magic. So who's the second, G? Are you going to give me... I've got three answers written down here. They're not really known for their three-point shooting, though. So if, if I've got the year, I'll get it. Um, I'm not going to make that easy. I'm not going to make it that easy for you. Right. I'm going to go with Chucky Atkins. Yeah, you're spot on. 30, exactly, 35%. In one yeah. season with the magic, <laughs> you've got such a mind of trivia, G. <laughs> <laughs> Should we see how dialed in he is? Can you name the other five players that wore number 31? Uh, Pat Burke, yeah, Darko Milicic, yeah. How many more do we need? Two more, uh, three more, three more. Uh, a Donald Foyle, yeah. Uh... Are these going back now? 
I'm telling you. Give it, give us something. I'll give you stuck. Well, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the other two is Rod Strickland and Britton Johnson. Yeah, come on. Britton yes, Johnson was a 10-day contract. Gonna, and I Rod Strickland you. played the end of the season. <laughs> I told you I was <laughs> going to give you a stinker. Cool. So that wraps us up this week. Guys. Mikey, before we go. Go for it. Can I just say, it's really nice that you managed to pay your electric bills and we can see you this week. <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> the way you just sank into the background last week was fantastic. You you wait till the flossing video makes its round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. You too, man. You're crazy. Cool. So if you guys uh, if you guys aren't already following us, you can uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and our YouTube channel. Um, if you haven't checked out the website orlandomagicuk.com, uh, Paul and I have been working hard putting some articles together uh, that are going up every week on there. G's also in in the middle of writing one as we speak. Uh, we'll have the Magic Moments page going up soon with the leaderboard. Uh, for that competition and me and Paul are working on another little secret page that will be going up soon as well won't we certainly are mate certainly are lots of work involved but it'll be good when we've done it good stuff so 4-0 this week yep <laughs> let's hope uh, mate I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm wrong I'm hopeful that I'm wrong on the 1-3 and three. we will see we will see we'll take a 2-2 two and two though won't we oh mate absolutely definitely. Two and two Absolutely. seasons in. Absolutely. Cool. Guys, it's been a pleasure. As See always. you next week. Yeah, Take thank it you, easy. Mate. Cheers, guys. See you, guys. Let's go, Magic. Cheers.